a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Today's match is in the books and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome into the RSL post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. My word, yeah. Everybody caught their breath? RSL getting a 2-1 victory on the road in D.C. Just the second time they've got all three points in the nation's capital. And my word, that was... uh, It didn't need to happen like that. Didn't need to make me sweaty like that. No. No need. But RSL, RSL get all three points and just go from strength to strength on the road, picking up points where they haven't been able to do it at home at America First Field. And, yeah, vital three points, taking them on to 23 points in the West. And as of right now, RSL is over the playoff line, currently sitting in eighth. I'll take that. I'll take that all day long. Um, RSL's just starting to claw that negative uh, goal differential. They're sitting on minus eight, 20 goals on the season, 28 conceded. But my word, RSL made uh, made hard work of it in the end. But yeah, it's it's three points in the bag. Myself and Lauren along for the ride. She's just tweeting out. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the game. Who was your man of the match? Um, what things you did like? What things you didn't like? Um, I can tell you right now, Chicho's is just sat there going, okay. He's he's salivating. <laughs> he's, there's plenty of chances in RSL uh, are creating options. Obviously, with DC United being down to 10 men for so long, you expected RSL to take the majority of the possession and, uh, and shots, and they did. 54% possession. Sorry, I lied to you. 62% possession. I was looking at NYCFC last week. Um, 18 shots, eight of those on target. They complete, well, they had f- 519 passes. That might be a season record for RSL, just below 90% accuracy. Um, RSL getting all three points on the road, as I mentioned. And Lauren, yeah, I mean... It's awesome they got the three points. It's in the bag. They've got another road game coming up. It's three games in a week again um, before it just kind of spreads out a little bit more, but just needed. After Saturday's um, goalless draw with NYCFC at America First Field, 
this was absolutely imperative that they got all three points and start to close the gaps on the teams uh, above them. Yeah, I, I'm just looking at Real Salt Lake's record. I know we talked about it in post game last week, and we talked about it a little bit in pregame tonight. Two, four, and three at home, atrocious. On the road, four, three, and two. Yeah. And this is the exact opposite problem they have had for years. Great at home, terrible on the road. Not saying Real Salt Lake is incredible on the road, but in all competitions, unbeaten in eight games on the road. Yeah. What is going on? America First Field, not a fortress. Um, I blame the sponsorship, obviously. I, okay, I I didn't know if I could say that. Because <laughs> I literally was thinking, it all started the day it was announced, and they tied they tied DC United at America First Field, nil-nil. Sorry, I'm pointing at the screen like something's on there. It's just oh, commercials. Yeah. Um, and it was David Ochoa in goal for DC United that night after transferring from Real Salt Lake. It's not been good for about a, uh, about six months of soccer time for Real Salt Lake at home. Uh, even before that last season, it wasn't great. But this road form at least is making up a little bit for that. RSL currently sitting in eighth place. If um, if Kansas City's... Can, no, they, they're finished. They beat LAFC, correct? Yeah. Yes, I think so. Oh, that game is not over. It is in the second half. If that result holds, Kansas City will stay in seventh uh, place. If it does not, Real Salt Lake will be in seventh. Um, but what what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> but then you look at the way Real Salt Lake conceded tonight, how they almost conceded another and only took one point tonight. And you, you there's still questions around closing out a game. Yes. Game management, it, it's, it, yeah, there, there needs to be a little bit more. And it's things that they can work on. Mm-hmm. Again, they're, they're getting away with it, and that's fine. Um, it's when it bites you in the backside that uh, that you get uh, a little bit more uh, annoyed. But tonight, RSL getting all three points on the road. We're going to head to our first break. You're listening to the post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. All right, welcome back into the post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. Myself, Spencer Warren, my partner, Lauren Beck. Along for the ride, RSL getting all three points, a hard-fought and well, I would say a well-deserved 2-1 victory against 10-man DC United. Uh, we will have post-game presser. I, I hope I've got the right link up. I, I didn't get one, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it might be the same one from the last game. Yeah. I know you guys are really interested in what link we are using. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, if they want us to toss it so they can listen to them, then we need to know, right, I guess. True. Maybe we should figure that out. Um, since we went to break, LAFC did tie the game. It is at 1-1. They did score another one off a free kick, but it was ruled offside. Um, so LAFC looking to come back against uh, SKC here, which would benefit Real Salt Lake in the standings and currently is. Uh, benefiting Real Salt Lake in the standings as RSL now is in seventh. Kansas City drops to ninth from seventh. So game to keep an eye on as uh, RSL was one of the first kicks of the day. Don't uh, don't love that because there's not many other games to keep an eye on. But a good win, a good result for Real Salt Lake. 2-1 win. 
almost didn't see it out to all three points. But they they held on, had us sweating a little bit. Maybe they just want to keep it interesting, keep the fans engaged a little We're bit. just going to call them the... Uh... The heart attack kids. Yes. Right? That's, That's what we'll fair. do. We'll That's, do that. That's fair. It's been a, it's been a few games of that. Uh, looking around the rest of the league, 1-1 earlier today between NYCFC and Columbus. New England Revolution with a home win against Orlando, 3-1. As we just said, Kansas City and LAFC at 1-1 early in the second half. Also early in the second half, Nashville and St. Louis are at 1-1. St. Louis, Real Salt Lake's Wednesday opponent yes. on the road. And uh, the only other game kicking off tonight in like 40 minutes, 45 minutes, San Jose and Portland at San Jose. Should be a good one. Should be rather entertaining. Yeah. I uh, Maybe that's what I'll do with my night. We were just talking off the air about uh, these earlier games and what 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 do we do after an earlier RSL kick? Um, yeah. Maybe you just go home and watch some more MLS. Maybe. If if Josh allows you, yes, very a very You're hanging doors and I doing have. painting and stuff like that. So who knows? <laughs> um, any tweets that we need to get to or anything like that? Not yet. Tweet okay. in, tweet in uh, at Lars underscore mm. Send us your thoughts on the match. Your man of the match. Uh, may, what what you're looking forward to or what you're worried about next week? Wednesday's opponent, St. Louis FC. Uh, well, or SC. Yes, I don't like that. There's so much football club and soccer club throughout major league soccer the team the league is called major league soccer so i feel like every team should just be soccer club even though i don't like the sound of it fair enough <laughs> we're still waiting for the post-game presser to start if we've got the right link i'll text trey that's a good idea we also felt like ending the match of course at 2-1 danny musowski grabbing a goal um Stats-wise, Real Salt Lake at 62% possession, which is where they ended the first half as well. Um, 89% passing of of 463. Pretty good passing night for RSL. That's, I think, above average. The the number of passes for sure is above Mm -hmm. average for Real Salt Lake. But the accuracy also just a bit above uh, where they've been sitting this season. 18 total shots for Real Salt Lake to D.C. United's 15. Eight on target for Real Salt Lake. D.C. United with just two. Glad to see that uh, Zach McMath is okay after going down in that second half mm-hmm. um, awkwardly a couple times, um, especially after coming back from concussion. I wouldn't mind seeing more Gavin Beavers, but Zach McMath... You know he's he's experienced. He's had a good season so far. But Gavin, the those matches he played while Zach was out with a concussion, he was very good. Yeah, yeah, and obviously he goes from strength to strength. And obviously, I uh, I thought Zach was decent tonight. Uh, made the saves that he had to make, and and um, yeah, just marshaled his back line, punched when he needed to punch the ball out, and obviously he got taken up by Christian Benteke going up, and and obviously won the ball there, but. Just landed awkwardly and, and had to go off for a second there just to do the, the concussion protocol, which I found strange. I thought they did that on the field with goalkeepers. Yes. but uh, I don't think I've ever seen a goalie have to go off for concussion protocol before. It, well, he didn't have to against, um, was it Colorado? Colorado, yeah. Or Minnesota um, when he had the concussion. I, he didn't have to go off the field and re-enter for concussion protocol, but he had to tonight. Left an open goal for Real Salt Lake, which DC United props to them for not being huge a-holes about that one. <laughs> yeah. They very easily at home could have tried to put that on frame before Zach had a chance to get back in goal. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know that I had uh, 
seen that before. Weird decision there. Yeah, was. Um, obviously, RSL sitting above the playoff line, um, getting all three points on the road tonight. And obviously, there were some really good things. You're starting to see some movement that wasn't there earlier in the season. And that's obviously what they've been working on in training. Um, obviously, not hitting the back of the net as regularly, uh, regularly as we would like. Um, as fans, you know, we always want more, more, more. Um, but the movement is there. Positioning is there. It's just some of the cleaning up of these these chances that, that RSL... Um, Weren't bitten tonight, but on occasion you can see um, last week, to, to to be blunt, you know, Arango is going to be such a, a key part to this uh, because he is a, a much more accomplished finisher. And obviously getting the, the three points, even though DC United were down to 10 men, but getting it done without Savarino, without Ojeda, without... Um, uh, Anderson Julio, who didn't get on tonight, by the way. Um, Ecuador got a got a 1-0 victory tonight, uh, but didn't come off the bench. Um, and then, obviously, Rubio Rubin, who has sparked into life since his two goals uh, against Colorado and then two assists against LA Galaxy. Um, but to get all, get all three points when you're undermanned, I think is a testament to, to the guys, the group that they've bought in. Uh, to uh, to what Pablo's doing, but you're starting to see the fruition of the work they're putting on uh, the, the training pitch as well, Lauren, which is, I think, one of the most important things because, as we said, start of the season, there wasn't a ton of movement up front. It just looked very disconnected from the midfield, from the attack. Um, um, uh, Diego Luna kind of looked like that guy that was going to unlock uh, the, the back line there. Uh, Andres Gomez kind of looked bright but then things didn't go well you know he, he lose the ball and then gets the assist uh for Danny Masovsky in the 51st minute and so you're just starting to see little things uh improve for RSL uh, and I'd love to hear people's thoughts on on uh, what they're liking for for RSL what what they think RSL still needs to improve on so please you know please uh tweet uh, Lauren at Lars underscore mm and uh, we, we'll we'll read out your tweets. We're still waiting for the post-game presser to start. We're hoping that we'll be able to hear from Pablo and some selected players about tonight's victory and how important this ro- these road results are for RSL um, as they try to figure it out at home. As I said, I've said it before, I think the way they're set up is ideal for the road. The two banks of four, uh, it makes them a little bit harder to break down. Um, but tonight I think was was really important for that back line. I know it was against 10 men, but to come up against the amount of crosses that come into the box, Christian Benteke, excellent in the air. I thought the centre-backs did a really good job tonight. Oh, absolutely. There were a couple, even before uh, Burnbaum got his red card, he is also good in the air, as we mm-hmm. talked about in pregame, and um, there were a couple times that, that um, Brian Vera was able to keep the ball from getting to... Burn bombs head on uh, a few free kicks and corners. So yeah, I thought it was handled really well from Real Salt Lake there for the majority of the game. Obviously, there toward the end, it it got a little stretched. Stretched, yes, yeah, stretched is a good word. Uh, Pablo Ruiz with his fourth goal of the season. A worldy, worldy uh, goal of the year contender. Absolutely, um, Zellerian's the official measure was sixty and change, sixty yards and change for Zellerian last week. Sixty eight. Point two three two four two four for Pablo tonight. So a bit more distance for our lefty in the midfield tonight for Real Salt Lake. 
Jefferson Savarino, uh, four goals and four assists on the season. He is involved in the most goals for RSL th- thus far this season. But Andres Gomez, with his assist tonight, leads in assists, uh, one goal, five assists, six involvements total for uh, for Real Salt Lake. It's nice to have that depth while we are missing so many players for Real Salt Lake at the moment. Yeah, testament, to, as I said, to the guys that came in tonight and buying into to what Pablo's been doing on the training field with his coaching staff. We are still waiting for the post-game press to start, so we'll head to another break. You're listening to the post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. All right, welcome back into the RSL post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. Myself, Spencer Warren, my partner, Lauren Beck. We've got Christian, producer, chilling out. Moral support. Yeah, Emotional support. Yeah, for for you earlier when I was late. When you were being a carpenter. <laughs> um, post-game press is about to start. Um, so we'll obviously toss that over to DC uh, once we... Uh, once that starts, again, very interested to see, uh, and I think it'll be more of the same, you know, just managing the game. Uh, just don't need to go so quick when you're winning and don't need to make so many or try to make so many killer passes. Uh, but, you know, uh, still interesting to win. But, again, a vital, vital victory on the road at Aldi Field. 2-1 victory for Real Salt Lake. And uh, just kind of covering up the deficiencies at uh, AFF so far this season with uh, the great form on the road. And as you mentioned, Lauren, eight games unbeaten on the road in all competitions. That might be the longest stretch ever. It's tied for the longest Tied? Stretch. Okay. Tied for oh, the Oh, the camera just came on. I can see Meg Van Dyke. Probably Pablo first, usually Pablo first, and then a couple players. Hopefully Pablo Ruiz. I know Pablo did the Apple TV interviews, but we'll toss it over to Pablo Masrani, head coach of Real Salt Lake. Hey, Sean, can you hear me? Do you want to go ahead and get us started? Yeah, Coach, let's, uh, I, I want to talk about the game winner by Moose, but we have to talk about, I think, Pablo's goal. Have you ever seen a goal like that? I'm seeing some stuff online about how it may be the best long-distance goal in MLS history. Um, so I just wanted to ask you if you've ever seen anything like, like it, and maybe more importantly, if you had a feeling that maybe – there was something with like the way that Miller played or that kind of thing that, that could leave DC open to a strike like that. Yeah, no, I've seen very few of those. Um, you know, I think uh, I remember when I was playing uh, ironically against DC United, when I was in Miami, Echeverry scored a, a goal from midfield as well. But I think this one, the angle in which he put it in the distance from which he shot it, the execution um, was top class. And, you know, throughout our scouts, our coaches did a great job by identifying that Miller plays off his line. And as the game was progressing, he was very aggressive in his positioning. And uh, just, you know, we said just to keep your eye on it, Pablo has a wand for a left foot. Um, and, you know, it's just it's an amazing football play, man. Super happy for Pablo. John, did you have a follow up? Yeah, because obviously, I mean, that goal is it's going to lead all sorts of highlight packages. And I saw SportsCenter even took notice of it. So congrats on uh, the club being on ESPN's top 10 tonight, (laughs) I guess, probably. Uh, But it probably doesn't mean a whole lot without that goal that Moose scores uh, there. So just the the response to kind of what did you kind of say to the club at halftime, I guess, to, to make sure that they 
they didn't take their foot off the gas. They didn't try to kind of smash and grab, park the bus, whatever you want to say, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, I think uh, playing a man up or down is always a tricky uh, proposition. You know, I think for us, what we wanted to prove, uh, and, and we talked about at halftime, is, is is being quicker with our ball movement and uh, giving better angles. And and I think on the second goal, we did a good job isolating in the wide areas. Andres made a great play. Danny made a great one run, and it was it was a good goal. And then, you know, uh, conversely, on the defensive part of it, it's it's a really tricky proposition as well knowing that uh, we want to get pressure on the ball, but they got, for me, one of the best strikers, you know, not only in this league, but in the world, um, who's a giant, um, amazing with his head, and he's got gloves for feet. And and so understanding the 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 difficulties, we want to get after the ball because we're plus one, but we also know that getting after the ball will open us up in the middle of the field. Um, and I think the guys did a great job of balancing that out um, and, you know, getting pressure on the ball and then, you know, I think the area that, you know, we, we just got to take our chances better. We created a couple other um, good opportunities. Um, but, but, but again, I think the performance, the effort, the execution of the game plan was spot on. Just one more from me, if I could ask about Andreas on that second goal, the creativity and the playmaking ability kind of came out. He, he was, I know you guys brought him in as a goal scorer, but did you think that you could get that sort of kind of creative maestro playmaking clear player? like he showed in the, the cross and set up moves? Uh, you know, I would say that, uh, you know, he shot, he's, he's shot just to the good with his ability to to isolate in the wide areas and make plays. You know, oftentimes, in, you know, he, his crosses are always deliberate. They're not hopeful crosses. He doesn't just chip a ball in there. He's always looking beyond the back line um, and, and kind of sets up his, uh, you know, his 1v1 according to where the players are on the field. So as, as a young player coming into a new league, he's he's been fantastic. And, uh we, you know, it's it's going to take some time for him to to understand the moments, you know, when there's oftentimes that midfield where he feels he's, you know, he's isolated. But is this a moment to really go forward? Is this a moment to bring your team up? Um, and 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 I think today he had a decent balance of that. Um, and uh, again, a special player making making plays. Dana, I'll let you go ahead. Yeah. Hey, coach. Um... I was going to say you kind of touched on it earlier about uh, you go up a man with about, what, 64 minutes left in the game or so. Uh, how key was it to stay patient and not press because that could lead to a to a counter? I don't know how many team, how many times your team's been up a man uh, this season. It doesn't seem too many times. Um, how, how impressed were you by the patients picking their spot? And how much did that man advantage have to do with Pablo being able to hit that 60-footer? Yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously, uh, like I said earlier, um, when you're a man up, the way we, we normally like to do it is is basically go man to man and have a plus one in the back. Um, but but again, that's a it's a double edged sword when you have Benteke up front, um, because then you're 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 asking guys that are significantly shorter um, and, and not as robust as, as he is to, to then bring the ball down. And, and you know, they're they're. The, the chances that they had all, all came from him being able to you know, secure the ball and spring the, the their tens into the attack um, and did a really good job of that. And I think for us, um, that was one of the things that we talked about at halftime um, is making sure that we stay connected as a group and we'll, we'll give them a little bit of possession. But the moment the ball goes o- over their heads, that, that we all connect and uh, the pivots more more so more times than not dealing with Benteke and our back line dropping off. There's a couple of times we didn't do that. And we got carved open, but but I think overall the discipline um, to stay 
focused in those moments. Cause again, the, you got to think about the human psychology, you're up a man. And so you think that my positioning isn't important. Well, if you have two or three guys saying that now you're down three men. Right. And so uh, for me, it was a game of concentration and discipline and the guys executed to a T. I think I said 60 footer. I've been watching golf. So I'm obviously 60 <laughs> yarder there, but how much did that have to do with Pablo's goal being up a man or would that have happened regardless if it was 11 on 11? Well, again, I think, uh, I think it happened before the red card, if I'm not, uh, if I'm correct. It was after. Um, yeah, it was a little after. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think, the, his again, his positioning was really, really, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know what to say about it, but um, what I will say is, is a master class of skill, execution, um, vision. Um, and, and, again, I think that moment now settles the team in a little bit and allows us to kind of, stick to our game plan versus coming from behind, which obviously the game plans fly out the window. Ari, anything from you? I'm okay. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Thank you guys. Thank or you. well, Jason, do you have anything? Uh, I just wanted to ask um, on, on Pablo, you mentioned he has the one the left foot. Has he ever done anything like this on this level at training preseason anywhere? Uh, he has in training a couple of times and he's always got that. He's always looking forward. And that's, you know, Pablo's biggest asset when you have a left foot like he does and you can spray the ball like he does and effortlessly, you know, he, he does it from a standing position where most people need to get the ball out of their, their feet. You know, it's almost like a golf swing where the ball's kind of stuck underneath them and he's just got an uncanny ability to spray the ball. And so, um, this year, uh, even though he's he's one of our more defensive players, uh, uh, you know, as far as his role, his ability to put points on the board for us this year has been fantastic. Great. I'd like to ask real quick, though, Pablo, I don't know if you know, tonight was our your eighth game unbeaten on the road across all comps. That matches a club record. Uh, going to St. Louis coming up, it's something that's been pretty notorious at home that, you know, obviously we struggled with at the beginning of the season. How does two back-to-back road wins get this team kind of pumped the next week? Yeah, you know, I think the way we talk about, um, you know, the, the team we want to be is is eliminating that variable that you're you're at home or you're away from home. I think for us, it's it's trying to get one day better uh, individually and, and as a collective. And I've seen in, in the last few weeks a growth of a team that is, is doubled down on that. Um, and, and now we got to go to a difficult place to play. But but I think the the momentum and the confidence is always an important thing to start the game. And I think we're going in this game thinking that, you know, we can go in there and if we put a good game together, we can, we can, you know, take some points. And so for me, it's about uh, coaching for, for the season and taking each game as they come and doing the best we can in those games. Awesome. Thanks, Pablo. Thank you. Thanks, Pablo. All right, guys, we do have to. All right, that was uh, Pablo Ruiz. Sorry. Pablo Mastroeni, I'm just thinking about do. the goal all the time. Sorry, <laughs> it's just in my brain, just burned in because it was so awesome. Um, oh, looks like we have Danny Mosowski. Hey, Danny, uh, congrats on the win. Um, you guys now have the best road record in all of MLS, I think at 4-3-2. How much pride do you take in that? Um, and and wh- what does that say to you about this team? Uh, that's a cool stat. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I just think that shows that we're a resilient bunch. And and I just think every game we come in with the mentality uh, on the road that we're going to get results. Um, Pablo does a great job of motivating us. And then Dami and all the leaders on the team just make sure we're all 
all dialed in when the game starts. So I think that's why we're getting results. What was your uh, uh, perception of the of Pablo's goal at the end of the first half? That sixty yard blast. That we what did you see and how how amazed were you when it went in? I mean, yeah, it was an incredible goal. I told him right after the goal, I said, goal of the year. Um, I don't think we'll see a better goal all season, even though Zellerone had a nice uh, half-field goal the other day. I think Pablo's was just better just because it was top corner and uh, just caught Tyler Miller off. So, uh, yeah, really good goal. We were talking with uh, with Coach about playing with that man advantage. You were obviously a big part of that. You're the one that got taken down. You have to be patient when you're up a man. How patient was this team picking its spots and not pressing too much that, you know, if something goes wrong, that you could create a counter for them? Yeah, just I think we did a good job of managing the game. Uh, you know, when a team goes down with a red card early, that gives us all the advantage. So I think we were really – um, just really calm on the ball, making sure we possessed, tired them out, and and they were doing no pressing. So I felt like we had complete control of the game once they got the red card, and we were patient. And then and then Pablo's goal definitely helped. And then uh, and then he had to get the second one was huge as well. Sean, we'll go to you. I just got one follow up for you, Danny, because Pablo's goal was awesome, and everyone's going to be talking about it. You technically scored the game winner, though. Uh, right there and I wanted to ask you about the service that Andres provided you from that cross I mean it, it kind of made your job a little bit easier I guess I, I never like saying that a striker's job is easy but easier in some ways just how crucial was that service I guess and, and how good is has Andres been at kind of whipping in those crosses and really getting sort of that creative flair from the wide play um yeah I think Andreas has been doing really well uh he's just a good player to have that where you can give it to him isolated um on the outside and you know that he's going to create something um on the ball I think yeah it was just a fantastic ball I I was just making the run near post hoping that he was gonna play it in at the right time and he did and as a striker it's just good to you know have good timing like that and meet the ball right there on the six so um you know but credit to him it was a good good pass all right, Jason, anything from you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to kind of ask what I asked Pablo. Um, with Pablo Ruiz, um, you see a moment like that, you see him sort of sizing the play up maybe. Um, did you start to think he's going to go for it or was it like the ball's in the air and then you're like, oh, he actually did go for it? Uh, yeah, I think it was more the second. The ball was in the air and we're thinking, oh, wow, he did go for it. And then as soon as it left his foot, I was thinking that ball looks like it's going to be going in. He hit it perfectly. And yeah, in my opinion, goal of the year. You seen him replicate that at all in, in training or anywhere else, or is this kind of a, a first time <laughs> at this this kind of level of goal? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he has not done anything like that in training, but we all know he has a great left foot and that he could hit it from anywhere. But no, in training, he hasn't tried it, so I think that's why I caught everybody off guard with uh, just how well it was hit. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. All right, thanks, Danny. Yep, no appreciate it. Yep, that was Danny Masovsky, and uh, delighted for him. He, he's chipping in with goals, and uh, just becoming a, a good squad player. And he looked sharp tonight. Um, obviously, wins the free kick, gets the the uh, the sending off of uh, Steve Birnbaum uh, with a great turn, uh, and just rolled him. And as the last man, he, he all he could do was tug his jersey. Um, but yeah, just starting to look more and more comfortable uh, in his role and at the club of Real Salt Lake. Yeah, three goals, two assists on the season, as we said a little bit ago. I I liked him when they bought him, but he was a player that was purchased injured. Um, yeah. So we didn't see him for a while, and then when we did see him, it was rough. 
Um, but I think this season, early on, he was still kind of transitioning and, and getting to know this team and his role on the field. Um, but then we saw him, that first goal against Las Vegas Lights in the Open Cup. And since then, he's been very good. Um, getting some good minutes, goals, assists. And when he's not contributing, I think he's he's doing well off the ball to uh, create movement and, and getting some good passes in. So I've, I've enjoyed him so far. And he does have a little bit of time with uh, Chicho at LAFC as well. So maybe a little bit of chemistry to reignite mm-hmm. there between those two. Um, yeah, excited to see, again, when Chicho comes in, what what happens up top for Real Salt Lake. And as these players are kind of hitting some hot streaks at the moment, who who plays alongside him in that uh, in the attack? Yeah, and obviously that's what you want. You want your strikers that are here right now to perform because they're going to be fighting for minutes. Because as I've said, you don't spend six million bucks on a designated player and he's not your number one guy. Yep. So you're going to be fighting for, for minutes to, to play alongside him or in a three or a two. We've talked about this in pregame, Lauren, uh, and last week as well. It, it, he's going to be your guy, but I think not only is he going to be the goal scorer for us, but he's going to create space for the guys that are around him as well because he is so good. And we've never had a truly polished forward that has come in uh, to the club. Obviously, we we had Sabrio that came in, but he was a bit part player over in England, uh, and it wasn't really... Um, um, we didn't know what to expect. Now, he turned out to be phenomenal for Real Salt Lake, but, but to have this guy come in... Um, yeah, it's such an exciting time for the club. I can't stress that enough, how well the club have done to get Chicho in, uh, the way it's happened. And I don't know, in the history of RSL. It's it's definitely one of the biggest signings for the club it's ever. It's the, the biggest. Yes, I, I and I think if, I think I said this already uh, previously, but if... Messi, if the Messi news hadn't broken the same week, it would have been the talk of Major League Soccer because of... Because of the market for Real Salt Lake, it's it's a smaller club, it's a smaller market, and Chicho made a name for himself with LAFC mm-hmm. and is well known in this league. Um, so what I it, like about Chicho though is that he wasn't the main guy. Yes, he forced himself, and obviously there was some injuries, but he went in and just blew everyone away. Yep, and, 30, and, thirty goals, fifty-one appearances for LAFC. Incredible. Says it all. Yep. I, I'm so excited to have him. And again, I think it would have been much bigger news across the league had Messi not been announced like two days before. Right, yeah, exactly. Because um, it's all over MLS Soccer, Soccer.com. Major League Soccer, Soccer.com. Yeah. The, what a, what a website. What a website. Well done, guys. <laughs> uh, we are waiting for Paulo Ruiz, the I, man who scored the 68.24 meter goal. Yard. Yard, sorry. Know where Me- you meter. are. Meter, meter would have been even better, wouldn't it? Really, <laughs> it really would. That I don't would, know why I said meter. I don't, I don't work in meters. You don't say meter ever. We've been saying yards. I don't know. Maybe I've just been watching too much European soccer. We've been watching too much Love Island. That's what it is. That it is. That is it. Oh, I see. Me- I see a shadow. There, yeah, there's some movement. I, I know Pablo was doing Apple TV English and Spanish interviews, so maybe he's just held up a little bit there. But fourth goal of the season. I thought it was his third. Four though. Very yeah. good. Uh, Pablo with the contributions. I think he's he's a play. I mean, you see the yellow card he gets. You see some of his decisions. Um, I mean, even tonight, it's pretty much every game. He's 
very, very good, but then he's also making some very weird decisions. It's it's kind of feisty. Yes, he is very feisty, and that's what you want in the number six. I what I need from him though is more consistent performances. Fantastic goal tonight. Good performance from him, but I think overall consistency for him is what what I need. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that um, he's starting to show signs of the quality that he is. And this is from a kid that Pecky kind of bombed out and sent him over to the Austrian third division where he just exploded um, a little bit more time in space, um, obviously playing at a lower level and and came back and and hasn't looked back. Um, You see him, what you want from your young players and when he was younger is to see the progression and he just needed an opportunity. And RSL's well-known for giving younger players an opportunity to shine. Um, and here he is, the man of the moment, Paulo Ruiz. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I guess we all just want to know your thoughts on that fantastic goal you scored, what you saw on the play, and wh- when did you decide to to shoot that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'm very happy. I'm very happy for for the goal, for for the three point for for the team. So we continue in, in this way. Sean, uh, yeah, Pablo, can you just describe the what you saw before you took that shot? Was it kind of a porque no? What? No. Just describe how you how you saw it. Like describe the goal for us. Um, Sean in Espanol. Okay. Uh describe for nosotros lo que lo que viste allá antes de de tomar ese ese golazo. Allá que que parece que tal vez sabías que uh, hubiera un pensamiento en ese tipo de gol. Sí, eh, antes, antes de convertir ese gol, eh, hubo como un break donde hubo una jugada que, que creo que fue Andrés que estaba eh, como lesionado y, y, y Pablo me decía que, que mirara al arquero que estaba adelantado. Entonces en, en esa jugada justo cuando me da el pase, si no me equivoco Brody, eh, miré antes, antes de controlar que el arquero estaba adelantado, entonces mi primer toque fue hacia adelante y, y, y tiré a, al arco y gracias a Dios fue gol. Sean, anything, any follow-up? No, I think I'm good. Thank you. Okay. Dana? Uh, my Spanish is rusty. Um, Go in English, Dana. It's okay. <laughs> I can do Hebrew. Um, <laughs> that would work. Uh, I just wanted to know your reaction. Have you ever scored a goal like that? And you seemed so happy. Felicidad. Um, yeah. after just describe how you felt yeah so i'm very happy for for this goal is it's my dream you know go the and the half shoot the the and and the half so i'm very happy for for help the the team uh, and the win so uh, we continue we continue so for 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 this way <clears throat> and you have your team now has the best road record in the whole league, what does that mean to you? <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. I'm very happy. So 
I was in in, in Instagram, so MLS say the record for for this goal. I'm I'm very happy for for this goal. Are you ready for all the attention you're gonna get for this goal? It's gonna be on every. It's gonna be on Sports Center. Everything. Are you ready for that attention? Okay. Yeah, I'm very ready. <laughs> Thanks, Pablo. Uh, Pablo, having scouted DC, uh, seeing Miller come off his line uh, so much was this. Uh, an opening that you expected to find during the game or were hoping to get your chance? Yeah, so when when this talk to Pablo, the coach with me, so I looked this this keeper play more in in in, in the area. So I, I look with, with my touch and in, in the front, I look the the keeper and, and shooting for the half is the goal. Awesome. <clears throat> Trey, you good? Yep. All right, thank you. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. All right, welcome back into the post-game show here on the RSL Radio Network. You heard from Paolo Mascherini and the two goal scorers, Danny Masovsky and Paolo Ruiz. A good night. A good night with a... With a uh, well, one of the best road records. I think Orlando's still slightly ahead because they've played a game less. They're four two, two and two. Real Salt Lake is four three and two on yeah. the road. And Just, uh, someone else also had four. Was it Minnesota? Four road wins, but six road losses. So one of three teams with four road wins, second best road. How do you think record. it? You wouldn't Incredible. have thought that. Unbelievable. Incredible. And and uh, what I say, fourth worst home record. But we'll keep it, fourth, yeah, we're yeah. going to keep it positive. Yeah, no, no. Second best we're going to start winning games in... at home now. <laughs> yes. Chicho's going to freaking rectify everything for us. Look, they've got another road game against St. Louis coming up. Again, where they've been very good. St. Louis losing 3-1 to one currently. That game is almost over. As you said, a red card to Hebert um, in the 68th minute. Mukhtar with, <laughs> with a hat trick tonight. One of them's a PK, but it's still a hat trick. Yeah, he's great, isn't he's he? He's so good. Dang it. Um Boom. St. Louis, I, when we faced them last, they were formidable, and now they they're they are very much struggling. Um, and I say that oh, like they're not at the top. Is it a goal just went in? Oh, was that Espinoza though? Yeah, oh, it was Roger Espinoza. Two two. Uh, Vela made it two one for LAFC just a couple minutes ago in stoppage time. Now, Roger Espinoza, uh, RSL Equalizes. fans, I'm so sorry to say this. Equalizes against oh, LAFC. You, you, you mentioned his name. Thirty-six oh. years old, still still going hard in Major League Soccer. Um, St. Louis sitting in first place in the Western Conference at the moment. Twenty-nine. You know their form dipped when Jao Klaus yes, got injured. It was yeah, very exactly. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's exactly. it's weird how that uh, how one player can make a whole team fall apart or be weird. absolutely incredible. Um, on the road, three, four, and one, but at home, six, two, and one. 
for St. Louis, a, a good opponent for RSL coming up, though their form lately has been, as we said, quite up and down. The loss tonight, draw against LA Galaxy last weekend, a loss on the road before that, and then a home win before that. So it's it's really that road form that's uh, that's been killing them. Yeah, yeah. Um, a good opponent for Real Salt Lake uh, coming up on Wednesday night. I think it's a 6.30 kick, so 5.30 pregame. Correct. With myself and you, you're here? You're here? You're here? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Just I'm not maybe, on Saturday. Maybe maybe Tom. I think Tom's here as well, um, be which would be nice because he's been out of town for a while. So we're good to have him on. Um, RSL getting all three points. Any final thoughts on the game tonight and how RSL are just picking up vital, vital points on the road whilst they try to figure out their home form. It's exactly that. And having the confidence after getting some points on the road and then coming home against Minnesota on Saturday the 24th, absolutely crucial. Uh, If they can go to St. Louis and pick up a point or three and then come home for Minnesota on the weekend with, again, some heavy rotation there, um, Having a few players back as well. For and, that yes, and having some players back for Minnesota. It'll be, I, I think that's, we we talked about it last game. The The quotes from Pablo have consistently been that there's too much pressure at home. Um, and, I, and I don't like that. You should be succeeding at home because the fans should not be adding pressure. They should be hyping your team up. Um, so I, I, I don't like that, that thought from Pablo there. Um, but RSL very much capable of three points at home against Minnesota, against any team. Uh, We're used to Sandy being a fortress for Real Salt Lake, and this season is definitely the anomaly in that regard. So a point or three on the road at St. Louis, extending this unbeaten streak on the road in all competitions to a historic nine gives them all the confidence they need to come home against Minnesota to get three points and, uh, and start to move in the right direction, improve that home record, and stay above the playoff line. That'll do it. RSL getting a 2-1 victory on the road against DC United from myself, from Lauren, from producer Christian, from Jay and DJ. Have a wonderful Father's Day tomorrow and enjoy happy Juneteenth on Monday, I guess, as well. We'll be back on Wednesday, pregame starting at 5.30, a 6.30 kickoff as RSL will take on uh, St. Louis. Yes, Lauren? You said Happy Father's Day, but Happy Father's Day to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to my roast dinner (laughs) with all my children and gravy everywhere. We wish you a wonderful rest of your night and weekend. Good night from the RSL crew here on the RSL Radio Network. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.